In the previous episode, we covered the first step to make profitable buyer personas by understanding the psychological presuppositions behind this concept. Now we have to understand how profitable buyer personas can be if you target them properly, which impact they can bring to your bottom line and how to make that impact. Today, we're going to talk about the perks of buyer personas, how to use different techniques to research for them, and how to combine buyer personas with the buyer's journey. Angelo, and I'm here to help you turn your brain into a profitable online business, helping people, saving time, and living a meaningful life. How profitable your buyer persona can become with a buyer persona template? Well, let's start unfolding this with this short quote from Jeffrey Gittimer. He said, People don't like to be sold, but they love to buy. With that in mind, ask yourself this question. How to make sales to people that love what you have to offer but don't want you to sell to them? I'll divide this answer in what I like to call the three perks of buyer personas. Perk number one, persuasion. Effective communication leads buyer personas to buy from you on their terms. What does that mean? It means that when you properly target your audience and serve them with their specific needs, they will see the solution to their problems through your service. That cleans up the whole awful idea of having something being sold to them. But be careful here. There's a clear difference between manipulation and persuasion. I'm talking about the second one, never about the first one. Persuasion is leading, not fooling. It's providing means to people find their ends. It's a guiding light to people's transformation. The main difference between persuasion and manipulation is who makes the final decision. In persuasion, the target audience has the lead. If people are persuaded to buy something from you that's helpful, useful, and transformational, so they don't feel they're being sold, they feel they decided to solve a problem, your product is means to an end. To help you make a huge impact by persuading people to find the best version of themselves, I'll leave a link to our infographic, 10 Mental Triggers to Persuade Your Audience of Almost Anything. It's free and epic. The link is in the description. Get it now. Perk number two, time and money saving. If you lead your persona to make a decision, that's helpful for them. They are looking to solve a problem and they don't have time to waste or money to spend in the wrong way neither do you as a business. Research led by Marketing Sherpa shows that target communication over general one leads to website traffic increase by more than 200%, lead generation increase by more than 95%, and sales closing increase by more than 120%. All that without a dime spent on ads. The profitability of a buyer persona comes from the fact that they are highly targeted. They are looking for what you are offering. That alone leads to a low cost of acquisition and high lifetime value. How? 
Think with me for a second. The highest cost of acquisition comes from an offer made to a broad audience. The conversion rate will be too low because it's being made to an audience not specifically related to your offer. The lowest lifetime value comes from an offer made to an audience at the bottom of the funnel. That's too close to the sales page and people don't see much value in that proposition, so the reciprocity decreases. If we invert that model, this is what we have. The lowest cost of acquisition comes from an offer made to a specific audience. The conversion rate will be higher because it's being made to an audience that specifically relates to your offer. The highest lifetime value comes from an offer made to an audience on the top of the funnel. That gives you time to educate, serve, and transform your audience before a sales pitch. People will see the value of your brand and will be more likely to buy from you multiple times and tell others about you. That leads to what I like to call the low pitch sales formula. And it goes like this, more service plus fewer sales equals more sales on the long run. We will talk more about this balance between service and sales later on when we combine the buyer persona template with the buyer's journey. So let's talk about the perk number three, which is brand advocacy. Write this down. Brand advocates are the most powerful force of business growth. That's cross-cultural, cross-industry, and cross-business size. Brand advocates produce a wave of word of mouth to businesses, but that demands a great deal of value and service delivered to your audience to make it happen, as we just discussed on part number two. So how profitable is that? Here are three statistics from SimRush. One, 88% of people have higher level of trust in a brand when friends or family members recommend it. Two, word of mouth is behind 90% of all sales. And three, 96% of satisfied customers return and are more likely to tell others. You can only produce word of mouth from brand advocates. You can only have them by reaching out to the right people, your buyer persona. I think that's clear by now. Buyer personas can be a highly profitable part of your business plan. I say can be because first you have to find them. And that's what we're going to talk about next. How to research a profitable buyer persona. To research buyer personas, we need to cover three methods and two levels of analysis. The three methods are research, surveys, and interviews. And the two levels of analysis are prospects and customers. So let's dive in. How to research buyer personas in the prospect level. This is the level one. We're going to apply the three methods to this level. So first one, how to research prospects on your website. Web browsers record our every move. A brand with an online presence can use that data for further analysis. You can use the Google Analytics audience tool to understand the demographics of who is visiting your website. You can break down the data by demographics, interests, geolocation, behavior, and even the technology they use to access your website. How to research prospects on your social networks. Another great source of prospect analysis is your social network. Of course, you will need to have a social media strategy in place to extract this information. You can use your social network statistics to uncover details of who's interested in your message. Any social network will give you at least age, gender, and interests. How to research prospects on your email lists. You can segment your leads on your email list by segment and engagement. Remember, 
Leads are the subscribers on your email lists that haven't converted to customers yet. You have to filter them to have proper results. The best way to segment prospects by interest is by tagging them based on how they opt in to your list. For example, if they downloaded an ebook about a specific topic, tag them with that to use it on this buyer persona research. To segment prospects by engagement, all you need to do is to apply scores to your subscribers based on email KPI engagement, open rates and click rates for that matter. Then decide what scores is enough to filter only the most engaged prospects. Both filters together will give you a clear vision of who is your ideal buyer persona on your lists. Now it's time for level two, how to research buyer personas in the customer level. We're going to apply the three methods to this second level. So how to research customers on your database. You can use your CRM database to uncover similarities, patterns, and preferences. You can group your customers by interest, age range, gender, geolocation, engagement, and more. And the more patterns you find, the more accurate will be your buyer persona template. Number two, how to research customers with a survey. Another powerful way to research buyer personas within your customers is by creating an email campaign for your customers, asking them to answer specific questions in an online form. You can even combine that with the previous database research and decide to send this survey to specific groups of customers to create a range of buyer personas. You can invite your current brand advocates to take part in a one-on-one -on -one call with you to talk about their experiences with your brand. Again, the database research will help you filter your brand advocates to be part of the calls. Brand advocates can be identified by filtering only customers who bought more than once from you. The number of times is up to you. Focus on the top numbers for a one-on-one -on -one call. Now, the next important aspect of these types of research is to answer the question, how to invite those customers to participate in my research? It doesn't matter if it's a survey or a call, the procedure will be quite the same. To invite customers to survey, you need to provide reciprocity. You can offer a discount code for their next purchase. You can also offer an exclusive gift based on their past interest, one that's not available otherwise or even offer early access to exclusive bonuses. You have to compensate your customers for their time to participate on the survey. That's the catch. Not only that, they need the extra motivation to invest energy to respond to your surveys or interviews accurately. That leads us to the next step to build a profitable buyer persona, which is combine them with the buyer's journey. This is what we're covering next. How to combine your buyer personas with a buyer's journey. First of all, why does that matter? And the answer is, buyer personas are not static beings. They're moving somewhere. Your job is to steer that movement towards the bottom line of your sales funnel. Combining buyer personas with the buyer's journey is a crucial step most people miss. Let's not make that mistake. Now, think about this for a second. The psychological journey, aka the buyer's journey, is a series of touch points from the top of the sales funnel to the bottom of that. To combine buyer personas to the buyer's journey, we need to think about people in different relational stages with your brand. So if we have different stages in your sales funnel, we need different types of buyer personas to accommodate those funnel stages. Does it make sense? So how many buyer personas your brand needs? Not one, not two, but at least three and optimally five. 
That range varies depending on these three factors. One, the size of your business. Two, the number of solutions you provide. And three, how diverse your target audience is. Why is that? Because a buyer's journey is made of at least three stages. So fewer than three buyer personas is not enough to create one persona for each buyer's journey stage. That means you will leave potential customers outside the reach of your message. On the other hand, having more than five buyer persona makes your message too complex that would force your audience to waste too much energy to understand it. And that will force them to leave instead of leading them to stay and convert. So how to match buyer personas and the buyer's journey? In the book, Breakthrough Advertising, Eugene Schwartz presents the five levels of awareness. We're going to use that concept to group buyer persona in different funnel stages. Here's an oversimplification of these stages going from the top of the funnel to the bottom of it. Stage one, unaware. People in this stage don't know they have a problem. Stage two, problem aware. People in this stage know they have a problem, but they don't know the solution. Stage three, solution aware. People in this stage know that there's a solution for their problem, but they don't know if there is a product that does that for them. Stage number four, product aware. People in this stage know product and service to help them solve their problems. They might know your brand as one of these options already. And stage number five, most aware. People in this stage have already bought from you. They are your customers. Your job is to keep serving and inspiring them to become brand advocates. Here's how we combine them. If you have five buyer personas, you should have one for each buyer's journey stage. Simple, isn't it? What if you have fewer personas? Well, in this case, we need to combine the journey stages. Here is how. Scenario number one. If you have three buyer personas, combine them this way. You're going to combine stage one, unaware, and stage two, problem aware, in one funnel stage. Stage two, you're going to combine solution aware and product aware in one funnel stage. And three, you're going to keep most aware. So you're going to have a funnel with three stages, combining buyer personas together to make sense in a psychological journey. If you have four buyer personas, combine them this way. Stage one, you're going to combine the unaware and problem aware in one stage of your funnel. Number two, you're going to keep solution aware. Number three, you're going to keep product aware. And stage four, you're going to keep most aware. You're going only to combine the first unaware and problem aware if you have four buyer personas. Why are we setting different buyer personas to every funnel stage? Because not tailoring your message to different buyer stages, it's like throwing pieces of paper in the fan, hoping for them to fall into a small bucket. Some will by accident, while most will fly elsewhere. Well, today we talked about actionable steps to not only create your buyer personas, but how to do it in the most profitable way through research and sales funnel optimization. In the next episode, we're going to uncover all you need to do to make a strong sales proposition to those high-valuable buyer personas. If you came this far, you can't miss it. So make sure you subscribe to Don't Lose Any of That or any of our weekly episodes about leadership, branding, and marketing. Until then, become your brand.